Welcome to Flippin' Amazon, a podcast created by women who sell everyday products on Amazon to support our families. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Flippin' Amazon. We are your beautiful host, April, Megan, myself, Emily. Welcome to another show. Thank you for being here. And today, we are going to air out all of our dirty laundry. This is like some of my favorite topics. I, I feel like I love hearing other people's mistakes um, like in a funny way, it's just like, I think it's a way that we realize you don't have to be perfect and we've all done stupid things. Uh, and also it's really funny. So today we're going to share the things that you definitely should not be doing. Maybe the lessons we learned and just pretty much how we got our start on all of the platforms and not just Amazon, because I started selling on eBay. And then I moved over to Poshmark. Um, and then, you know, so I have a a lot of history to pull from issues. Actually, I have a question about your eBay account. Do you you still have an eBay account or is it Brandon's eBay account? (laughs) See, like the issues I've created just absolutely endless. (laughs) I've been kicked off eBay. Um, all of it. Cheers to making mistakes. I don't have my coffee this morning. I can only cheers with water. Boo. I know. So what comes to mind? Let's hear it. Uh, I think the worst I've ever been dragged as a seller, probably. It's not really a mistake. But the worst I've ever been dragged as a seller um, was on Mercari. I had some faucets that I was selling and I sold them as like new inbox. One of them had that beautiful plastic, you know, like security thing around it. And the other one did not. (laughs) And um, I don't do a whole lot of the actual faucet installment in my own house. So I was selling them as like the same item Well, apparently one of them was missing pieces or something like that. And uh, the guy who bought it was livid because, you know, it was new in box, which honestly it did look new in box. Um, But there was some connector piece that was missing or whatever. And I got completely dragged, told that I was like the worst of the worst, the scum of the earth, because, you know, I didn't. I didn't understand what I was selling and, uh, you know, I was a scammer. Um, and I, I really, in the initial very, very beginning days, that was like one of my first selling experiences. I was like, I am never selling on Mercari again. Cause the guy was like using swear words. Like I, it was bad. And, uh, I reported him and then Mercari did nothing. So I kind of stopped selling on Mercari after that. And I still have that faucet. <laughs> and that's part of the, the worst part about all this is that these people can be so aggressive towards you, but the selling platforms don't do anything. Like literally like I have your address. I'm going to come to your house. Like, holy crap, people chill out. It's just, a, we just made a mistake. Not everybody's a scammer, people. <laughs> yeah, I'm back on eBay like heavily and I'm reminded quickly, 
of all the wonderful buyers. I feel like Amazon has this reputation of being scammy and people are going to take advantage of you. I feel like Amazon puts a lot of money and effort and people into making sure that those buyers are shut down relatively quickly. It does happen, but it's rare for me. Um, Always around the holiday season, I'll get somebody who's extra irritated, but I don't get like the nasty emails really on Amazon, very rarely. And then you you do jump over to the reselling platforms and you're like, immediately, uh, I think last Friday, the title and all that was in the description was effing scumbag. And I'm selling Amazon returns. And it is a little bit shocking. Like I, you're not treated that way on Amazon. I will say it is a bad reputation that doesn't have a lot of footing. I feel like, um, and going to Amazon accelerate their thing and hearing all the protocol they have to stopping the bad actors. Um, yeah, they need to step it up over on the other platforms. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do appreciate that they're there. I feel like the sellers, even though Amazon will drop you faster than fast, I do feel like they have some better protocols for those, those sellers or those buyers who are like trying to swap out items and return items or even, you know, the buyers who are sending you you know, the um, small keychain item as a return in the box the size of the house. I mean, I understand that that's how Amazon sends them things. So they think that, you know, like when they're returning it to a seller, it's not going to charge us like $18 for this gigantic box that you're going to get crumpled. Um, But as far as like eBay and Mercari goes, like, wow just just the things and the shenanigans that people can pull over there is is brutal i did like posh i actually like looking back i really liked poshmark's um like their cases like i feel they actually handled those rather well yeah it's changing from what i can tell on social media though it seems a lot more negative lately that's just because there hasn't been a whole lot of drama on Poshmark recently. <laughs> we have to create the drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the other like major, major mistake that kind of comes to mind um, is in scaling. When I was scaling Poshmark, because I got super excited about going out and thrifting and buying things. And then the death pile that grew from that, because I didn't create like the systems and processes to like process that much inventory. And I had no chill in the thrift store. The amount (laughs) of refuse from that decision (laughs) still haunts me to this day. (laughs) Wow. I feel like I had like almost the opposite problem when I was on Poshmark we couldn't source enough and it wasn't that we were getting a ton of stuff. It's just that I just didn't have the time to source as much as I needed to scale it up. So we are like, okay, we'll buy some liquidation stuff. And that was all just a disaster and a waste of money. And I don't know. I don't think we lost money. I don't think in any situation on Poshmark, 
we ever lost money because you're buying clothes for like a dollar pennies on the dollar and selling it even if you sell it for five bucks you're making money on some of this stuff so i don't think we ever lost money but it was one of those situations where i was like i'm never gonna buy anything unmanifested ever again because you truly just don't know what you're getting and i know there's so many sellers who do it and do it with success and and they have created the systems and processes like april's saying to you know process stuff that fast but for me that was like a major mistake and it was shortly after that that I was like, screw this, Amazon all the way. <laughs> I love sourcing. I I I I probably was a more of a quantity sourcer. I had a lot of a lot of products up, a lot of products listed. I was sourcing a good amount every week. Um but I do not miss that season at all. But I do know, I do understand because I did more coaching also in that route, reselling clothes. People would buy way too much and be completely overwhelmed then when they got home. It was like the dopamine hit of being in the store versus actually having to do the work at home. It was a huge problem. I think we created more hoarders than resellers a couple of years ago. That or like the, you you get it home and like half the stuff you got has like some stain or some rip or some, something that you never saw. And then you're like, Oh, well I could fix that. That was probably another mistake. Oh, I could fix that. The lie we lies we tell ourselves. That was the biggest lie I ever told myself. I had such a huge pile of, Oh, I'll fix that. It's not that hard. (laughs) Or, Oh, those shoes will be easy to clean. I like clean shoes. I think there's a similar problem on Amazon, though, because I have I think my biggest just overall mistakes is sourcing things that I think I'm going to send FBA. But then it just is like the hardest, most difficult product to whatever package and prep and send off and then just becomes like the weight over my head every day when I come into the office like, oh, I don't want to have to do that. I think this last season they weren't terrible. But I definitely regretted buying those gigantor turkey toaster oven things. They were huge and they were a huge profitable flip. But wow, it was a lot of work. What about your your giant Christmas blow molds where you had to totally Oh my God, the blow molds were another terrible. It's like my eyes are bigger than my brain. Those blow molds cost so much money to ship. I swear, shipping a yes. blow mold costs more than shipping a pool. It was terrible. I don't think I, we made much money. We lost money. And then you were royally screwed over if somebody wanted to return it. Um, That was a disaster. I have so many disasters. Last week, <laughs> my biggest disaster in the past three days, I have that too. <laughs> And so if you're listening, like, I'm such a screw up, welcome to, to my club. Um, yes, every day. My biggest mistake in the last couple of days is that I placed a big OA order and then I didn't verify the ship to address. And so we got shipped to an address out in Wyoming. Oh and I'm, I'm in Iowa. To like a, like a Walmart customer or something? It's an OA. Like I ordered it from Menards to then get to me and then send to FBA. Yeah, but who's in Wyoming? I have a business 
address out there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it got sent there. Oh. <laughs> it got sent to that office. So anyways, oh yeah, Brandon's like, what? Something just showed up there. And was like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh. So Did you get like an email being like, what is all this stuff? Yeah, they'll forward it on for like a lot of money, but. A couple thousand dollars. <laughs> it's a big package. So uh, yeah, I screw up pretty much every day. I got kicked off like, the um, So this is how you prep it. And I'll send you shipping labels. Yeah. <laughs> You're my prep center now. <laughs> <laughs> the registered agent had no idea what they were getting into <laughs> yes get them on the phone so i don't know i feel like you talk to people sometimes and they're like oh i messed one little thing up or i'm afraid to and it's like i don't know it's part of the process yeah another good one is always the when you do the switcheroo by accident and you switch up your shipping labels it has been a very long time since i've done this but the amount of times that there's a successful switcheroo back is zero percent somebody <laughs> always ends up keeping the thing that they weren't they that they didn't order i was like what are you people like somebody bought shoes but instead they got a Starbucks cup, right. but they're just like, okay, yeah, I'll keep the Starbucks cup <laughs> and not care about the shoes. Like, what are you doing? Why don't you care? <laughs> right. That was actually one of my first Amazon sales. So I was selling books that I had gotten from some estate sale. And um, <clears throat> there was like some like 1964 copy of a book that I was supposed to send to this guy. And then like another, you know, other book and I swapped them and it's like two, like one of a kind style type things. Yeah. And one of them guy was like, I just want my book like tomorrow. And this is like first, first type of sales that I'd ever done on Amazon. And so I ordered it prime to his address. Oh no. <laughs> instead and refunded him his money because i was like just don't be mad at me just don't be mad at me have your stupid book yeah <laughs> so how did you not get suspended i have no idea That's i think insane. it's because he didn't open a claim maybe he just messaged me nastily like in the like contact the buyer type features um, i have no idea how i didn't get shut down for that one when buyers message you or leave a bad review, though, you're like, please use cuss words. So they'll just take it down. And I don't have to deal with it. That's like my shirt today. Very good. Every great mom says the F word. <laughs> That's cute. Oh, my kid the other day, speaking of the F word, was like, I know the F word. And I was like, do you? What? what what's the F word? And he's like, fun. Like, okay, I'm glad your kindergarten teacher is teaching you that. <laughs> yes, Aww. the F word is fun. Fun is a F word. <laughs> I feel like a horrible parent because Brighton probably uses more swear words than I do. <laughs> but <laughs> what? Brighton. It took us so long. In the future, he'll be that reviewer who leaves the, the swear words, and then he'll help all of the Amazon sellers out and <laughs> auto-remove them all. Okay, good job. 
It took me so long to figure out that he was actually using swear words, though, because he sneakily does it. So, like, his two favorite right now are a shit and damn it. So it's like he'll drop something and he's like, sit. And you're like, did you just say what I think you said? Like, you don't want to say it. You, like, don't want to, like, attract attention to it. Yeah. You know, and then later in the day, you're like, you know, you're not supposed to say that word, right? And he's like, what word? Like, when I drop something, you're like, yeah, yeah, that word. He's like, you say it all the time. And I'm like, dude, oh, right. You can't even get mad at them because they're using it appropriately. Yeah. So, like, the other day there was, like, he was looking for something in the cabinet. And I was like, I don't think we have any of that. He goes, damn it. <laughs> How can you even be mad? So appropriate. Perfect it, it, usage. That's so cool. using it. He's, it's like, yeah. It's really funny. A plus, A plus effort and and usage. <laughs> That's so cute. I feel like every family is so different on language. Like probably depending if you're growing up more conservative or you're growing up in a Gary V household. Um, <laughs> you know, like it's just one of those topics. I feel like I grew up. There's a comedian I was listening to, and he's like, I grew up in the '90s with Christian parents, so Jesus had more fun than I did. Because parents in the 90s were, if you were Christian, very, very conservative. So now I feel like the language is falling into this category for a lot of parents. Like, who cares? Um, But I definitely, my son came to me, I think last Friday and was like, when can I start saying the F word around here? And I was like, "Um, is there a situation that you feel like you need? It needs to be said. Tell him he only when he's leaving a review of something is he allowed to use his yeah. Only when you visit your auntie April and Megan. <laughs> we're not super strict, but we're mostly like, you know, no, just you can probably pick better words. So Jacob always tells the kids that once they start help paying for stuff, they can swear all they want. <laughs> Yeah, we. I think I've said this a hundred times. We say similar things too. With Jade, we did equal opportunity family hand smacks. So it was like nobody is allowed to swear. So if you catch mom or dad swearing, you can smack our hand. But if we catch you swearing, we're going to smack your hand. So he got to dish it out way more than we did. And he is still really good about like not swearing in front of us too much. He has gotten a little bit more liberal with me as he's gotten older. <laughs> um, but if he has his door closed, that is a completely different matter. And that's probably where Brighton learned it all. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So back to big selling mistakes. <laughs> and I'm like, what were we talking about now? Yeah, we I, just, I feel like this time change is messing with us. Like. I don't know. I'm glad I don't have little kids because that is actually the worst when you have little babies who are just waking up now different times. So I feel for you guys because that was the worst. Plus you're sick. Okay. So I'll say I got kicked off eBay going back on topic. (laughs) Um, This is when I was doing a lot of clothes and I started cross-listing. And again, my eyes are just bigger than my brain in a lot of situations and I'm like, I'm going to go big and blah, blah, blah. 
And what would happen was I would sell things, you know, the crap that's been sitting there forever. And then all of a sudden they would sell the same day on the same platform. I never got that. Like, is somebody messing with me? It happened just a couple times on eBay, but because I wasn't selling a lot of things, it really counted against me. And I was a newer seller over there. And that like, I had been selling things for years, but not at that quantity. And I didn't realize. So I just pulled my whole store off eBay because I, all you know, was like, I can't deal with this anymore. That was probably the worst thing I could have done. Um, because, you know, in most cases, continuing to sell will help balance your metrics out. So because I let that negative metric sit there for so long, that's how I got my account shut down. Um, it sucked and I'm now selling on, I'm, I'm in my own name now selling on eBay. So I wasn't like kicked off forever, but congratulations. <laughs> yeah. I think, and I think with me, I, I don't know. It's probably my personality type, you, like mistakes and missteps don't bug me. And so I'm a jump in and then figure it out person. And there's a lot of benefit to that, but I have to put up with a lot of crap. I should say Brayden has to put up with a lot of crap from me. Yeah. <laughs> you just say, yeah. Yeah. Brandon. <laughs> the people who work closely with me are like, yeah, poor Brandon. <laughs> there's a lot of sexual favors that are played out at our house. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> Sorry, dad. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> and you're like, how is Brandon still with you? There, now you know why. I'm like, wow, I did it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Emily has like the oops, I did it again theme song on her yeah. phone. Oh, Every time Brandon go. calls, it plays oops, I did it again. Probably should be a good the one. The other way. Every time Emily calls Brandon, calls it says Brandon. oops, I did it again. Yeah. Yes. And then he's yes. like, oh, no, she's calling. Something happened. Oh, no. You don't know how many times I've called him after I've announced we're doing stuff. Like, oh, we're yes. having a, a webinar, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be epic. And then I call him and tell him. And he's like, why wouldn't you tell me this? I have graphics. Like, I need graphics. I need website. I need Eventbrite. Set it up. It's happening. I've announced it, it already. <laughs> If you don't know Brandon, he's amazing. <laughs> he really is awesome. So, That's so funny. he keeps it all together. <laughs> he has to. <laughs> he has to. <laughs> okay. Biggest Amazon mistake. Um, a couple years ago, we were selling all of those Christmas blow ups. You remember those? Yes. Do you remember how they had prices everywhere, like seven sides per box? Yes. I had a lot of really unhappy customers. That's a good teachable moment, April. Tell everybody what <laughs> what you did and what needs to happen. Oh, God. So if you buy your blow-ups, <laughs> if you buy your blow-up dolls at Walmart, Walmart has the price on literally like six sides of the box. So it's like on every top corner and then on the bottom as well, like down by the barcode. So you have to get the holographic labels and cover them up. 
And then you also have to use, like, you can, if you're using Inventory Lab, print out, like, an F and SKU label um, to put over it. So what I would do is I'd do two holographics, two F and SKUs, and then, um, like, a colored smaller sticker on the bottom to cover all those up. Because otherwise, people are paying $75 for a blow up, and then they look at the price, and they're like, this was $14.99? You're kidding me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always cover the price. That's a common question in the app. <laughs> That's what they say. I think another huge, I could, I could really say a lot of even legally bad things I've done <laughs> on Amazon. I think the first thing that comes to mind when I started selling on Amazon was I didn't know how to ship products, which mm-hmm. is, um, if you don't know this, <laughs> you could go to prison. So a lot of times people like are shipping hazmat the wrong way. That's a common one. Um, because I came from the Poshmark world, I didn't really understand the protocols and it took me a hot second to like really figure it out. But, uh, it was pool season. That was like the first year I was really going at Amazon and every pool I was just putting in like six by six by six, five pounds, printing off a label, every pool. The chlorine? The pools. The pools? The uh-huh. actual pools. Um, so I was paying like $10 oh. to ship oh, every pool. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I should have been paying like probably 20-ish on most of the pools. Um, and, you know, weirdly, I never heard back anything. There was never an issue that came up on Amazon or with buyers so that's crazy. But, it, you know, it was this moment where I was sitting there and you realize, I think it was Brandon finally started working with me. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? And I had this dread wash over me like, oh, my God, which now totally common sense. But I don't know. I know there's people out there just starting. You're like, I don't understand anything. I'm going to mess it up. You will. You know, are you the whole reason we have the brand, like the Amazon chargeback problem now? It's all your fault. It is. Most new policies that are made are my fault. <laughs> that was like four years ago. I probably in my head didn't do as many as I thought, but it was like, I thought, oh my God, what have I done? Whenever I hear somebody like putting a hazmat spray bottle in a USPS and putting it dropping it off and uh, whatever I'm always priority like, flat rate mailer don't do that <laughs> I did that right we we that all have <laughs> batteries I think batteries is probably the most common thing that just gets shipped without like any thought yes. of how this could happen but it's like even if you get on a flight these days or like if you have any lithium-ion batteries you need to like not have them they yeah. say that when you jump up, when you go up there and you're like, wait a minute, let me just mentally process. Because now I watch this show to catch a smuggler and now I have a bunch of Catholic guilt because I'm like, holy crap, they're going to go through my bag. What's in there? And then sometimes they open those bags and it's all sex toys. Like literally the whole bag is sex toys. <laughs> you guys have got a show so we can talk about it. I got patted down going through Vegas uh, because I was wearing baggy pants. So she's like, I have to touch you under your butt because it it makes, yeah, it makes it look like there's a hot spot in your crotch. (laughs) 
because there's so much empty space. So they're like, what's in there? Yeah. She's like, just so That's you know. <laughs> yeah. She's like, just so you know, baggy pants. It, this is probably, you know, if you're going to do it, pull, pull them up high so that they're not sagging. And I was like, that's a good tip. Thank you. <laughs> wow. I didn't know. I bet yeah. you mailing batteries, FBA shipments with batteries, probably a very common mistake issue. Now everybody listening to this is like, oh my God. I don't even know, like... Does it say somewhere that it's a lithium battery? Because I feel like I've never seen on a packaging being like lithium batteries. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, does it tell you on the battery package what type of batteries it is? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yes, it does. If you say don't so. Don't fight, guys. <laughs> We're all friends. Just lover's quarrel. <laughs> Um, like even makeup, makeup is considered a hazmat now. Probably always been considered hazmat. I just found out about it a couple of years ago. Um, so I think those are huge common shipping errors. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think what I, I think the most common one when I was doing like Poshmark and eBay was switching out orders. Like you said, I don't do that as much on Amazon. I can't think of, I'm sure I have, but like you said, you can send anything to buyers and it's weird how. Even things are like, this isn't the right thing, but it's close and I'm out of what they wanted. So I'm going to send it and then I'll give them a refund. And they never say anything. Mm -hmm. So. One yeah. of the shadiest things I've done is like during Christmas. Uh-oh. I don't know if I really want to admit this. <laughs> yeah, do you, you already started. Is, it, or is this happening? <laughs> so say the year that we were selling popcorn bins out the wazoo and I knew that it was a gift, but I per se did not have the exact pattern that was requested. I may have substituted that for a different pattern <laughs> on several. That's not bad. You make it sound like you did something legally wrong. I'm like, wow. No, just like sending, like if you know it's a gift and you're like, oh fuck. I'm right. Like it says that. to the such and such family. Yeah. I know, but still like, can you imagine your grandma being like, did you get your, did you get your Yoda? And they're like, uh, no, we got Encanto. And they're like, it wasn't like puppies in a bucket versus puppies in a car, like or a truck. Like it wasn't no, even it was similar. Like, it was like Yoda versus Encanto. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, Disney, Disney, eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Yoda, it's all fucking same, right? <laughs> I feel like that's an issue sometimes I run into and brain will be like, what's the worst thing? Do we cancel the order or do we send the wrong thing? Like what's going to hit our account? So we're like thinking like, are we selling a lot of merchant stuff right now? Okay. Then we can, but right now we're not selling a lot of merchant. And so if one person messages me on these stupid chocolate bunnies, I'm effed. So I'm like crossing my fingers and toes. Like I can't afford to, have any issues over on merchant because I'm not doing any merchant. That's the balancing act on Amazon is FBA account health and merchant account health are separate. And so you can be doing really great FBA and then you can have one issue merchant and it really does. It's like, well, I'm doing really good on FBA. It doesn't matter because it's a, that was a merchant issue. Um, 
actually just have people messaging me on this on Instagram and listen, don't message me on Instagram. Just join CFM. The value is insane. Uh, but it is an issue. Like if you have a mistake over there, like, ah, and we all have mistakes over there. It's, it's common. You're going to, at some point, send the wrong thing, send the wrong quantity. Oh, that's a, the week before I sent a one pack and it's actually a 12 pack to multiple, to a holy rosary nunnery. <laughs> is it called a nunnery? <laughs> like a brewery. <laughs> I'm going to offend so many people today. I think the Christians and the Catholics both offended. Yeah, it, that sweet person is a holy rosary. Like, we needed this for our children's baskets. Yeah. And people are like, why are we taking advice from this lady? <laughs> oh, you make mistakes. So, you know, it all evens out. Everybody has made mistakes in their selling journey. Thanks, April. <laughs> She's making me feel better. I had um, one woman that I worked with in the coaching reach out to me <clears throat> the other day and she was like, look at the messages I'm getting from this woman. She is so mad. And this lady was so mad in her messages. And I was like, what did you do? <laughs> like, what, what was the problem? <laughs> yes. And I think it, it all boiled down to kind of a a sketchy listing where you couldn't really quite tell how many were supposed to be shipped at a time. Same as yeah. your sort of one, but it's 12. And this lady was like, I paid this much. I was supposed to get this many and you only sent this many. So when am I getting the last three quarters of my order? She thought she only received like a quarter of her order and paid 80 bucks for these dog treats. And I was like, you know, you have a, there's a couple of options, but I think she, she kind of actually just kept arguing with the lady and was like, you can ship them back and I'll refund them. And it just, the whole thing was a, a big old mess. And this lady was pissed off and they always love to like skirt in those little details. Like I'm on disability and I have, I'm on social security or you know, all these little things trying to make you feel bad for them. It's like, you made the choice to buy the thing. I'm not going to feel bad for you spending your money. I'm sorry. But this, this lady was angry, angry. That's the hardest thing. You know, when you make a mistake, you're already like, Oh crap. But then when the people yep. are livid, I feel that way when I'm in a store and I'm buying a bunch. If you come over and you're like, oh, this is cool. Like usually it's after the holidays and I have a whole cart full of clearance, whatever Christmas. And someone's like, oh, this is amazing. Where do I find this? And I know I bought it all. I'll be like, if you really want it, I'll give you one. And I'm totally open to being kind and nice, but it's the people who come over and they're like taking it out of my car. I'm just going to take this. And I'm like, mm, no, you're not. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> But it is that way with customers in general, you know, customer service in general, you catch more mm -hmm. flies with honey and the people who are like kind, like the nuns, I'm like, I am so sorry. <laughs> Let me make this right. But then the people who are angry, it is difficult to even. You're it's like a drug dealer. Hey, if you really want one of these, I'll get one for you. Yeah. <laughs> How much you want to pay for this thing? <laughs> How much is it worth to you? <laughs> pushing over there <laughs> the good stuff 
Yeah, I think this is a game like of at some point you're going to do something stupid. And I think it's just important to know is part like the, the more sales you have, the more products you're moving, the more platforms you're on, you are bound to make mistakes. Um, and that's where I do think you have to gauge because I think sometimes the I need to stop and say, okay, I'm doing too much and kind of pull back because I'm I'm like too many mistakes are happening. But in general, the more you sell, sell on Amazon, the more issues you're most likely going to have, even not just with buyers, but with Amazon and with brands. Mm -hmm. And like Poshmark, Mercari, eBay, very common to cross list things. Don't try and do that on Amazon. Like, I don't know what, maybe unless the rank is like a million, five million, you're probably never going to sell it anyway. Don't cross list your stuff onto Amazon. <laughs> it's just, you're just begging for trouble at that point. I feel like you just can't. Amazon is too good at what they do. You will sell it there, but you'll also sell it somewhere else. <laughs> and, you know, different, I have different issues across all platforms. I don't know why eBay buyers are so ballsy to just message you terrible things because you do not get that same. I got to say, Amazon will crack down on that pretty quick. Um, but it's crazy. It's like the different platforms, the responses you can get. We should make a whole meme that's like Walmart buyers versus Amazon buyers versus eBay buyers because they're all like Walmart buyers. They're over 55. Um, and then Amazon buyers are the young people. Most likely. It's kind of funny. Uh, Amazon buyers are actually millennials. There's yeah. I, there was a study that I read that had like the the young people. I said the young people, the millennials. We're still the young people. Let us be the young people. <laughs> no, Emily and I's birthdays next week. So. So now you're not young anymore. Let's all get matching tattoos. Is this crazy? On your birthday? No, we're going to be together again soon. So I want to get a tattoo. It doesn't have to be crazy, but just one little tattoo, like a little heart on my ankle. And you can message me if you want to do this and join my cult too. <laughs> <laughs> but I told Brandon for my birthday, I want to, he's like, because again, if you know my personality listening to this, I jump first and then later on I wake up and I'm like, I cannot believe I did that. But yeah. you guys want to get matching tattoos or what? <laughs> I don't know matching tattoos, but I would get tattoos together potentially. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> this is a good lead way into the 2023 seller retreat coming up. 2023 seller retreat is going to be awesome. I cannot wait to share like every detail with you, but it is the only event where you can go to that is going to focus on OA, online arbitrage, retail arbitrage, Amazon. I hate the word small seller, but are we the bro club like $5 million this year, bro? No, we are not. We are like, let's make enough money to pay our bills and get some coffee and enjoy our life. That is this conference. We're going to help you scale realistically. So it's probably the most ideal for the person who's like, I want to make money on Amazon. I want to scale. I want to be successful. I need 100% ROI on retail arbitrage. 
I want to learn how to research in a store. I want to learn how to create a bundle. So very practical tips um, for you to get started and to scale. And I love, love, love these events. For me, it's like going to camp. Camp was a big part of my childhood in a good way. Um, and you like bonded with people and you just were able, a lot of the conversations that happen are very practical and just like, here's where I'm at. And I love, love that part of just hearing other people's journeys and things that you never expected. So very rounded trip. If you're driving and you're a reseller, join us We're we have a, an opportunity to go to the Goodwill bins. So if you are a more on the thrifting side, that's going to be a fun afternoon. Um, but also we're going to actually go to a store and we're going to show you here's how to source practically. Here's what we're looking for. We're going to prizes. And if you know anything about me, I love to party and we're going to have the biggest dinner dancing party ever. So grab a ticket. The space is limited. Um, but it's going to be an awesome event. I'm excited. It's an event I would want to go to where it's conversations, um, things I can take away and implement immediately into my business. April is going to be sharing how to keep books, which sounds, I, I want to think of a sexy way to say that in the future. Like how to keep books is not enough. Well, <clears throat> there is a very thin line between accounting and <laughs> accountant online <laughs> so it's really hard to make i'm gonna find that line without crossing into the wrong category of google <laughs> i'm gonna find but, that line um <laughs> if you find that line let me know um basically it's uh based upon the type of sellers that we're talking to at the conference, which is the 16th through 18th of June in Kansas city. Um, it is how to make sure that you set up a good foundation financially for your business. So not so much the nitty gritty of like, here's how to do your books, but like, here are some, you know, like little like road markers that you need to be aware of to make sure that you have these things set up and implemented so that you don't run into oh shit moments as you grow. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about in the bookkeeping and finance realm. A little bit of a financial literacy, which actually includes a lot of like foreign back office stuff. But I'll wear nerdy glasses. Real accounting, not TikTok accounting. <laughs> Thank Is you that, for all the sharing. Um, thank you for sharing the time and place too, because I totally skipped over that, but I got you. Uh, <clears throat> it's going to be an awesome weekend. I think it's super important to invest in yourself, invest in your business. And this is a great opportunity to do both. Uh, most likely you're like one of us and we work from home and it's kind of isolating. So these events don't come around probably often enough. But you can do it. You can take two days away from your husband and kids um, to invest a couple hours in yourself and your business. I think it's probably the best. Every time I come away, even if it's like a random ASD kind of Vegas meetup where it's thrown into a lot of things, I never walk away thinking that like I regret that. It's always profitable because I walk away hearing I think the last time it was at dinner and people were sharing other side hustles and I was like, wow, I could totally see myself doing that. So I always find value in these events. So 
Um, we can post the sign up. Um, if you guys don't mind, we can post it somewhere. Sign up, grab your ticket. Prices do go up. Space is limited. Jump in early to get a room at the hotel we're staying at. And it's going to be a blast. I cannot wait to see you in person. Because that's where the party's going to be. So, <laughs> yes. Kansas City, Missouri, June 16th to 18th. You right. can tell the non-Midwest Missouri person, Missouri. Missouri. We do have weird words here like wash, washcloth, Washington. But and other than Midwest salads. <gasps> Ooh, are you going to be eating Midwest salad? I'll try to make you guys Midwest salad. So there's a lot. I'm going to introduce you to the Midwest culture, which is a lot of Midwest <laughs> salads, cold on what's supposed to be warm days. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about it a little bit more. I heard, I heard the other day, somebody called Missouri misery. Misery. Oh, I, I say it closer to misery because I say Missouri. And misery. I was like, uh oh, misery. Like misery? <laughs> I guess yeah, it's, it's cool. I say Missouri. I, I usually say Missouri. I don't say Missouri. <laughs> that was the <a> joke. <laughs> Um, so come Kansas City is an awesome place too. If you do want to experience the Midwest, it does it's like a very foodie culture arts downtown. So there are opportunities if you're bringing a partner and kids. There's a lot of opportunities around there. There's worlds of fun, which <clears throat> we have to go to because my kids have never been there. We're actually going on this weekend. Um, it's not Disney, but it's fun. <laughs> Okay, thank you guys for listening to another call. Um, I would love to hear what your biggest mistake was. And if it was illegal, you can just DM me because I would still love to know it because I am nosy, love to know everyone's business. Um, I hope, though, that you walked away realizing that you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. Um, if you're not making mistakes, it's probably because you're not doing enough in your business and you need to get on it. Um yeah. Thanks for joining. Have a fantastic one. Thank you for liking and sharing this. Uh, we are flipping Amazon on every social media platform. Until next time. Bye. Bye-bye.